Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Season 2, episode 36 starts right now. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We got Aaron Perrine. What's going on, everybody? And Jamie Jurak, disguised as Adam Barnhart. <laughs> She's cool. Should rip off my uh, Mission Impossible mask. What's going on, the internet? Brandon. Adam Barnhart, back on the show. Good Brandon, to have Brandon. you. Thanks for filling in for Jamie. What's up, dude? No, just thanks for having me, man. Anytime you DM me and ask me questions <laughs> is the best time of my day. You made my week. Just just oh. seeing the the Slack notification from Brandon Davis pop up. That's that's false, but I appreciate you. It's not like false. That. I don't tell lies. That's you just did. Often. No, no, I love you, Adam. Thanks, Joyce. I, I imagine you're just having like the best couple weeks of your life because your best friend is like taking over the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? It's it's incredible. Um, I filmed a, a cameo last week, so it's just. <laughs> I wish I we're should. Gonna, That's there's gonna, a new hashtag campaign. I'm with him. Put Adam, get Adam Barnhart to Daredevil. Yes. Yeah, Daredevil. We've yeah. we've succeeded. Uh, well, we haven't succeeded at that yet, but we have gotten people to different events. Uh, on this show so well thank you for joining us adam we're going to talk about daredevil that's that's why you know adam's on the show it's going to get good to talk about mr charlie cox himself um but first we have some news that came out yesterday about uh one 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 little avengers film yeah so avengers kang dynasty has a writer now um and it is jeff loveness who just most recently wrote ant-man and the wasp quantumania um he's also written rick and morty which is unsurprising when you've looked at a lot of the creatives that marvel has had in phase four and beyond um i'm pulling up a tweet i should have done this before but he had a very great tweet reacting to the news coming out he joked um i'm shooting it this weekend at my place kyle forgot to charge the camera battery can you bring one so you know totally diy energy to the biggest avengers movie that we've all been waiting for um i'm super excited for this especially given the kang connection i'm curious to see like how he continues whatever he set up in quantum mania but what do y'all think i think it's always a good sign it makes me more excited for ant-man i think it's always a good sign that the they're, they're confident and they appreciate the work the writer has done uh, on whatever project they currently worked on to get hired for the next one. So I think that's a good sign for Ant-Man. I think it's cool. I think that speaks to the interconnectivity of it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I always think it's interesting when people, uh, like not just with the, like they wrote for the show, but like the entries. And I was talking to Nick yesterday and apparently some of the like funnier, like weirder, stranger episodes of Rick and Morty are like what Loveness wrote. Like the one with the Vata Acid, and I think the the finale of last season, which was like a really big thing for all the fans. So 
I'm like, I like those two episodes. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's go. And he's the guy, I believe he's the one that was sitting in the chair in the hallway was like the first image we got of them shooting Quantum Mania, where he was just like, oh, brand new image. And it's just him in like a folding chair and there's nothing else, no Paul Rudd or anything. So his sense of humor is intact. Adam, we need you to weigh in. Man, if if Kevin Feige likes you, I think you're set for life. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Jeff, Jeff, Michael Waldron, Eric Pearson's on his third credited film right now i think jeff's done it all man he's he's done marvel comics he did that Mm -hmm. really dope uh judas iscariot comic he's he's done rick and morty it's uh only thing he hasn't done yet is is marvel television now there's disney plus but um yeah we'll see quantumania and man 2 is probably my least favorite mcu movie so um wow we'll we'll see we'll see what we'll see what quantumania is like and then I'll, i'll reserve my hyper hate until until i see that i mean I, I, if Foggy likes you he you are pretty much set because he must have liked marcus and mcfeely enough to give him another chance after thor the dark world which is higher on the mcu ranking than ant-man and the wasp it is it is wow it is, it is. i'll admit that wow. the hate for, for for scott lang is Oof. adam Paul Rudd's not on the show today, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Let's bring him out. He just cues up the Mac and Me clip that he always plays when he's on Conan. That's all he came here to do yeah. is just play that and leave. <laughs> I, I just go back. I, I go back to that. Like, but Marcus and McFeely, like they were the basically the through line to the biggest story in uh, in in the Infinity Saga, and you know maybe maybe Feige's starting to build something where you know the the through line is starting with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and that's going to lead straight into. Gang Dynasty and possibly Secret Wars. Who knows? And that actually segues us perfectly into our next topic, which is will Avengers Secret Wars live up to the hype? This is why I'm bringing this up. I want to talk about this. I want everybody to weigh in. I know some people are going to call me crazy because we want all the Marvel all the time and we're going to watch it all. Yes, I will watch all of it. Uh, but at the same time, I tweeted this yesterday and people were kind of, some people were like, whoa, bro, wait, what? Some people were like, yeah, I agree. So I'm interested to see where the three of you fall, where the comment section falls on this. Secret Wars is already only three years away. And it feels like the multiverse saga really is like just getting started. Yes, we know it's leading to Secret Wars, but why? How? I, I genuinely don't know. And we're 50 plus hours of content in. I know we only know that because it was an announcement at Comic-Con. Whereas like, you know, in the first Avengers movie, we didn't know before the first Avengers movie, because phase four isn't done yet. We didn't know in phase one that it was leading to like, you know, Infinity War and Endgame and this battle with Thanos. But as soon as we saw Thanos in the Avengers credit scene, we knew. So I'm kind of just like, well, you know, that took 10 years of conversations about Infinity Stones. Where's the Soul Stone? Are the Guardians going to meet the Avengers? You know, so many conversations about characters, how they're going to interact, when they're going to interact, how these things are going to lead to the next. And now we're 50 plus hours in, which is the full Infinity Saga and more. We're all just kind of like, well, it's going to Secret Wars because they said so. You know, Earth 838 Reed Richards said the word incursion. So, you know, it's the seed is planted. It's not completely, you know, out of the picture. We've started flirting with the multiverse, the Loki finale. It, it, it opened it up. It's just happening a lot faster and through a lot more content that's coming and going a lot more quickly. So I'm kind of like, well, could Avengers Secret Wars possibly reach the hype level that Avengers Endgame did with it coming so quickly? And seemingly, maybe people aren't as excited. You know, obviously we are, but you know, I don't. I don't know that everyone else is watching all of this content because there's so much of it. And when it felt like going into Endgame, 
everybody watched everything. I don't know. I want, I'm a, that's kind of, I'm kind of, I don't really have an answer. I'm not necessarily asking everybody to have like a distinct side on this. I personally think, I don't know that it can reach the end game hype unless this is a situation where we get Downey and Evans and Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson and everybody back just for one more movie as variants of the, the characters they played. Leave, leave Iron Man dead, but you know, give us Tony Stark still from a different universe, something like that, or Tom Cruise, whatever, whatever you prefer. I prefer Downey, but hey, that's just me. Uh, but I'm real curious. Can it possibly do that when it's coming up so quickly and the hype is not the same as it was before? There is hype. I'm not saying there's no hype, but it's just different. I'm curious everybody's thoughts. I'm, I'm going to go read how everybody's accosting me. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't disagree with you. I like. I want to be optimistic. I want to hope that the pieces of Secret Wars will come together. But there's also part of me that is like, I don't know how you can also just make this one movie. And you can sell the concept of Secret Wars to general audiences when Hickman's Secret Wars in particular is a very heady thing that took years and years of setup and years and years of canon to really kind of pay off. Like, I I think there's a way to kind of emulate that here in the MCU. I was almost thinking last night of like, what if there just ends up being a whole Secret Wars phase of like, it lasts like a year, a year and a half. And it ends like it starts with Secret Wars as we know it coming out in 2025. And then like, we get shows and movies that tie directly into it. And then we get a part two like i almost feel like that would do the story right and that would keep people invested and keep the hype kind of worthwhile i also think part of the problem is people from the second they heard the word secret wars were like oh my god every single cameo that could ever possibly happen is going to happen in this movie i've seen people tweet this week of like how animated miles morales could factor into secret wars in live action like people are going to already have a version of hype that won't exist in the actual movie because they're wanting every single cameo that they could get which i don't think is going to happen yeah, I don't think I think if this is just a cameo machine, it's certainly not going to work. It'll be exciting. It'll be cool. But I don't think it's going to be uh, as fulfilling and pay off paying off as well as Endgame did. Uh, Julia Delbell in the comments saying Kang Dynasty is also the first Avengers movie for a lot of these characters. Infinity War was the third. And that's another factor. Infinity War and Endgame were built on three Iron Man movies, three Captain America movies, one of which was pretty much an Avengers movie, three Thor movies, two Guardians movies, two Ant-Man. Like there was all sequels and a lot of you know stuff developed in that. We don't even know if we're getting a Shang-Chi sequel yet. You know, there's a lot of characters that are supposed that, that are supposed to be a part of this, or hopefully, I hope Shang-Chi is a part of it, that we don't really know their relationships with all of the other characters. We don't really, you know, everybody has like, you know, I want this crossover, I want that crossover. But it's just because we'll think it'll be cool, not necessarily because they have a relationship already, the way Tony and Cap did, the way Wanda and Vision did, and, and that sort of stuff back in, uh, in, in, the, in the Infinity Saga. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm really torn. I mean, Secret Wars. I, I like Jenna's idea. Like, I, I think Battle Worlds is a Disney Plus series. Like, just showing the fights weekly, leading up maybe in those six months. I don't know between movies. I also wouldn't be shocked if these movies don't both come out in 2025. But who knows? Uh, Aaron, you're at the top up there. What do you think? Uh, uh, so I did a little bit of thinking about this, and uh, as usual, I tried to like zoom out. Like our uh, my, a good friend of mine, like a Richard Newby over at THR, wrote a thing about like the scoopers and how some fans might have felt a little bit cheated slash uh, a little disappointed after d23 because all this stuff that got talked about on the internet ad nauseum 
did not occur. And then I got another, you know, helping of it after the Nintendo Direct a couple days ago where the same thing happened, all the Nintendo fans. And I'm like, this is just endemic to fandom, I, I believe, at this point. Uh, a person on Twitter, uh, it's like, at it, it is uh, Damini. I, I really loved how they put it. It's like, I genuinely believe that the almost rabid scooping around Multiverse of Madness was a symptom of what to expect in a post-in-game MCU landscape. Everyone expects huge payoffs in every project with zero investment in character development necessary for such payoffs. It reminded me of when we were joking around about the Batman and then talking about like it being like a multiverse thing where he meets Keaton and then Bale or whatever, you know, and it's like, but you have to actually spend more time than one movie with freaking poor Robert Pattinson eating his uh, blueberries with his sunglasses on inside. Uh, you have to do more than that for it to make sense. And I just, I caution everybody is that every one of these storylines that Marvel has really Marvel Studios has like adapted over time does not match up one to one with the comics. It's very, very rare. It does not happen. They do their own thing. Yes, they will do little hints and nods at certain things, but it's usually their own thing that they're doing. So if you're going into this expecting like Hickman's Secret Wars run, yes, you're going to be disappointed. There's no way it could be enough time like I don't even know. Do you even think if it was its own phase, was that be enough time? Time runs out, ran for how long? Well, I mean, and, and like you, to your point, there's a comment here in, in, on YouTube from Eric. Uh, Secret Wars is, oh, wait, 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 where's, no, no, no. This is from CS. Uh, the Hickman Secret Wars had a lot going on, but the center of it was a Doom and uh, Reed Richards story. Neither of these characters have been properly introduced yet, but we don't know what the MCU Secret Wars will be yet. So, I mean, and that's true. We don't know what it'll be yet. And I think the hype, I mean, obviously there's plenty of hype. Someone else just called out, yes, obviously there's hype. We're dedicating a whole conversation to it this many years out. That's true. It's an Avengers movie. There's plenty of hype. We're obviously excited for it. I'm just curious because Secret Wars seems like it would be the end game of the multiverse saga and it's not mm -hmm. far out. And I'm just curious, like how is possibly going to match that end game hype in the general public's per eye? Uh, because that seems really difficult, especially with how fast we're moving towards it uh, and how just the little time it seems we have to do movie sequels and stuff like Shang-Chi and like Kate Bishop and Yelena. I mean, Yelena's already come back. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. Adam, what do you think? I think you guys need to stop poo-pooing on the cameo ideas. We're going to get all the cameos we want. <laughs> stop. Don't bring me down. Who do you want? Don't bring me down. It's still the morning. Don't bring me down. There's a lot of day left and you guys are not going to bring me down. We're going to get Wesley Snipes. We're going to get Toby McGuire. We're going to get Tom Austin and Sydney from Hellstrom. We're going to get uh, Patton Oswalt playing animated MODOK. We're going to get freshman year Spider-Man. We're going to get it all. You guys can't bring me down. No, I mean... <laughs> I, sad thing is, I partially want that, but then the other side—I mean, Secret Wars is a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. So people expecting the cameos and getting a four-hour movie where Reed Richards does nothing but sob because he realizes he isn't God. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> going to be very disappointed because that's what we're going to get. Exactly. Just sad boy Reed Richards and God Emperor Doom. I'm like yeah. God Emperor Doom action figure. God Emperor Doom rips. Uh, spoiler alert for a ten-year-old event and he rips Thanos's spine out it's one of the best panels ever and we can't get we could get that because the multiverse um it's it's what I, that and that's the thing i'm very suspicious because fantastic four and secret wars are going to be filming really close together i mean are they going to give shackman secret wars are they gonna get i mean are they being oh, developed wow, in tandem what's 
what's what's going to go on with that? I don't know. I I fully expect it to be Fantastic Four two. I have no idea. I mean, what they they've announced directors for everything besides that, you know, writers. Um, so we'll. Uh, so is Secret Wars and Phase Six only one year long? I think so. Yeah. Or is that like, you know, will it then culminate with like a Secret Wars part two in yeah. 2026? That would be my hope is that like, I, I would not put it past them of like, we're all sitting down. We watch part one. It's like almost what happened with the Dune movie where everyone thought it was the entire story and it was really only half of it. Like I could see them almost doing that with this because I almost feel like you need to, like, even if it is not a straight Hickman adaptation, if it is just this like mix of so many different things, you cannot cover all of that in one movie. It's going to be way too much. I'll tell you right now, if they do announce that Secret Wars Part 2 is like a year later, that will certainly put my kind of faith in this a lot higher. Because yeah. my only my only real fear is that it's rushing to it. We're getting there too quickly. We need the more time to breathe with, uh, with all of these characters we've now met and how the multiverse is going to you know play into it. And, and we need some relationships to develop between these characters and how they will you know interact and stuff. And we need like those OG Six Avengers had such a great dynamic. And then as that expanded and you added Wanda and vision and you added, you know, all sorts of different characters to it, Ant-Man and the wasp and like, just, just the wasp, you know, in Endgame, the one little joke about like when she calls him cap and, you know, Scott Lang looks at her and he's like, Oh, you know, you get it now. And you, you, you remember that moment from Ant-Man and the wasp. We have so many hours of content. Like, I don't know the, where are those payoffs going to come from? How well will they land for the audience? In Endgame's theaters, they landed for everybody. We all screamed when Cap picked up the hammer. What is the equivalent of that? Can we have it? Maybe. I don't know. That's why That's why I don't write these movies. I just come out here and... and, and <laughs> like, like, um, but yeah, in the comment section, go ahead and, and drop a comment right now. Yes or no. Do you think Avengers Secret Wars can match the hype level of Avengers Endgame? Give us a comment and a thumbs up either way. Just hit thumbs up if, if you say yes or if you say no. Uh, and subscribe to the Phase Zero channel on YouTube. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Avengers Campus is getting a new multiverse ride featuring King Thanos. It sounds like this is going to be around at the park, like just in time for Secret Wars. Uh, this was part of D23. They didn't say when it's coming, but I imagine this one's going to take a minute to make. It's going to feature all the heroes and the villains from the MCU, including characters we haven't met yet. They released some concept art. It's very Secret Wars looking with King Thanos at the center of it. You got Daredevil, you got Man-Thing, you got... Spider-Man and Spider-Man from freshman year. Uh, you got uh, both Captain Americas. On the, I'm just going off the top of my head. I don't have the image in front of me. You have Iron Man, more characters on there. Uh, it, 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 all, all sorts of characters on there. It's just, they said you can, you can fight Thanos alongside your favorite Avengers and villains, and it's going to have everybody in it. So that's, that sounds cool. I mean, the Spider-Man ride at Avengers Campus kind of stinks. So... This is good news. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is really great. Spider-Man Ride, it's like you get off and you're like, oh my god, my arms are just dead. Like, why did that happen to me? Um, so yeah, that's cool. Anybody got any thoughts on Avengers Campus they want to share before we move on? That concept art was just amazing. Like, that looked so cool. Also, because it had a new She-Hulk costume, which I was just like, ooh, okay. There's also two Hulks on that, which mm -hmm. is interesting. There's, like, normal Hulk and then Gladiator Hulk, too. So it feels like we're getting much more multiversal than I would have expected. I, I know Adam will talk about it, but, like, even Man-Thing and Werewolf by Night are on there, yeah. which is also super cool. What a, what a weekend. What a weekend, guys. <laughs> what a weekend. It's insane. It's insane that Man-Thing is on the concept art. Why is it? Why is it not? Maybe it is a man thing, Ryan. I'll probably have to write a feature on that. Maybe because you know the multiverse stuff. Maybe it is a man thing. Marvel is going all in on man thing. 
you heard it here first. They're <laughs> going to do a trilogy. They're going to do two trilogies. They're going to do all sorts of spinoffs. Man Thing is the next Viscardi. Iron Man of the MCU. <laughs> you trying to go meet Viscardi? What's that? Oh, careful. Well, what, what about Jim? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing oh. with you. I'm looking at the concept art. It's got Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Mighty Thor. Uh, is that Black Panther? It's got Black Panther, Moon Knight, the Hydra Stomper. I think this is all just like PNG files of every character, every version of these characters <laughs> smashed into one. <laughs> Doctor Strange, yeah, there's a Gladiator Hulk and a Hulk Hulk. Uh, Thor, looking like he looked in Infinity War. Uh, swinging with the axe backwards. He's bringing the hammer down, hopefully aiming for the head this time. Black Widow. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, is that Okoye? In, in the yeah, theater? it almost looks like there's two Okoyes. Like, there's oh. there's one that looks more like Midnight Angels and then one that, like, it, I bet, I don't know, that might just be the art. But yeah, there's so much on that poster. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. And then there's all of us riding the ride right there. And I think that's Kevin Feige in the front seat with the hat on. But, uh, you get to everybody who gets to ride this gets to sit next to Kevin Feige. It's pretty cool. <laughs> they just have like a weekend at Bernie's, like just a stuffed <laughs> version oh. of Kevin Feige, and it just takes up a seat it's in the cart. <laughs> All right. So before we move on to She Hulk episode uh, five, spoilers and conversation, we brought Adam Barnhart on the show, which means we're going to talk about Daredevil. Uh, Charlie Cox is back. He was at D23, and he's got a lot. I mean, he's in like every project, he's in more projects mm-hmm. than he's not, I think. Uh, Adam. Can you, I, I want to hear from you, your thoughts, because I haven't had a chance to talk with you about this. Like, are there, what stories do you want to see from Daredevil? What do you expect? Any projects upcoming in the MCU that Charlie Cox has not been announced to be a part of that you think he could fit right into? Uh, I, I want to see uh, Daredevil Born Again done about five times, and then we can start moving on to different, uh, different episodes. Stories. Yes, yes, please. Yeah. That's just killed Brandon. <laughs> 18 episodes is, is so insane. Um if I'm a betting man, they're doing Mayor Fisk right off the bat just because it's super timely and it's going to be releasing like months before the next general election and, and they'll look like geniuses for doing Mayor Fisk right right then and there. So I'm, do I want it? Nah, but I'm, I'm sure they'll probably do that. I wouldn't, um, uh, if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of uh, go into Devil's Reign right, right from that and, and get Chip and company some extra royalties that way. Um, Charles Soule, when he, when he was doing uh, Daredevil, one of his runs involved a uh, villain named Muse. And Muse is one of my favorite Daredevil villains. He's spooky, um, but he's inhuman and he hunts inhumans. So uh, they would certainly have to tweak that. I think the first time we're intro- introduced to him, Daredevil or, or Matt's fighting crime or beating people up like he normally does in a rainy alleyway. And he like smells blood. And it turns out Muse painted this huge mural of a bunch of different inhuman blood and uh i'm not sure that probably would never make it on disney plus so i don't know why i want uh, <laughs> to do uh something do you think born again will be like r-rated do you think that ah, gonna- man i don't know i used to be i used to be the r-rated guy and i totally flip if it is it is if it's not they say uh, shit so many times on Disney plus what what is r-rated you know the werewolf by night they lopped off someone's arm and blood went everywhere yeah. across the floor like do we need r-rated it's it's semantics man that's blood we know that's blood <laughs> right we know that's blood. And falcon and winter soldier every time someone was shooting a gun I mean a reasonable person would believe okay well they meant to kill someone with that bullet 
because I think that's what bullets do, you know? Like, what? where's, what's due to, I, it's just a lot of, like, use the context. I'm not even sure if that's context clues, but, like, they weren't firing the guns at people in the airplane to, whatever i don't know it daredevil doesn't need to be rated r i don't i don't think it needs to be rated r tvma whatever if it is sure i mean jessica jones had that awesome scene where the arm was sticking out of the garbage disposal um did it add anything to the series no not really i was wondering where you're going in r-rated jessica jones scenes (laughs) (laughs) but but that's the thing like something like jessica jones i mean even the the root content like the content the themes of that that's i it's hard to i i'm not sure like even that type of stuff if that can be pg-13 or tv-14 or whatever uh i don't know man born again maybe i I, there besides the car door scene in season one besides uh and then the guy impales his head on the rebar or whatever it is um there's not really many rated r moments in there i i don't think I, I mean I think that even like sequences where Matt has just been had the absolute everything beaten out of him and like he wakes up on the couch he's just all cut up and bloody I'm like I don't even know if they would do that much on Disney Plus like really? we were all so shocked when the shield was covered in blood and we didn't even see the guy get his head cut off and everybody's like oh, there was blood in the Disney and then, and then like uh Ethan Hawke had blood on his hand in uh in Moon Knight or was it Oscar Isaac? I don't know in like those first couple episodes and everybody was like oh, it was red so I'm like, well, you know, Daredevil, sir, like, and the, the finale of Daredevil season three, when he just beats, mm-hmm. oh, right, yeah. you know, I like, and that like flatters on the wall. Like, mm-hmm. can we, we get the, I don't know. I can't like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not somebody who thinks like Daredevil can only be good if we have that blood, but I do think it certainly, you know, made it like I've, 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 I've learned, I've seen that like the boys and Peacemaker, which the boys gets like cartoonish with, with oh, its okay. violence and Peacemaker is just crass and completely different from everything Marvel's put out. I do find myself uh, leaning towards enjoying the adult-oriented content more than some of the uh, the child like the the child-friendly <laughs> like stuff that we've been getting here, and just you know being so shocked that there was a shield of blood on it. But that's just me. That's just me. No, I feel that, and, and I agree. I think there's, I think there's uh, characters for that. You know, I'd love like a super. Uh, I hate saying stuff's dark and gritty, but like a super dark and gritty. Uh, I don't want to say Snyder-esque, Snyder-esque Squadron Supreme type thing, you know? I think that stuff like that will work. Max Snyder's not the only person who's ever done Dark and Gritty, first of all. just okay. <laughs> Well, okay, it's it's what the chat <laughs> wants or something. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just messing with uh, What? I don't know. I don't think da- Daredevil doesn't need it, though, because Daredevil yeah. has the comic character. Daredevil didn't get a Max series, you know? Um I yeah. yeah, give us Dark and Gritty. I don't think it needs to be on Daredevil. I would rather have Blade just lopping off everyone's heads, you know. That's fair. You heard it here first. I want. I just want to see Daredevil and Spider Man. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes, I want please. To see them, them fight each other, and then I want to see them become friends. See, but I think part of that is exactly what you're saying. Of like, I feel like Sony might not necessarily sign off on, "Hey, you can have Spider Man in a oh, Daredevil no thing if he's going to like brutally kill people and then go like, I don't know, grab a pizza with Peter Parker." Like, I don't think they're gonna let that happen. And like the chat is saying, like. After Multiverse of Madness, I feel like we can get to a point where we can have gratuitous violence and have it be impactful. It just doesn't have to be the necessarily the same degree of what was shown on the Daredevil show. But like, I feel like after Multiverse, after we literally are John Krasinski's turned into string cheese, it's like, I feel like we were at the point where we could do that. R.I.P. Richard. All right. 
We're going to take a quick break for one minute, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about She-Hulk episode five and all of its spoilery glory. Uh, join us, subscribe to the channel while we're on a break. See you in a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 36. This is the part of the show where we talk about She-Hulk Season 1, Episode 5. I'm Preen, Jen Anderson, Adam Barnhart, and I'm Brandon Davis. We're going to go around the room with reactions to Episode 5. Aaron, you're at the top. What would you think of today's episode of She-Hulk? Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It was very, very interesting to get like more of just the main cast. Uh, and mm -hmm. also, we return to like Case of the Week slice of life stuff that they kind of promised all of us in the beginning. So I find that interesting. I think that the world building is super interesting. And I also love that Pug is like a weird closet sneakerhead. That, that made me laugh really hard. It's like I, I was at, at points this person and knew a ton of these people in, in a previous life. Jenna, what'd you think? I well, so first off, this was the first episode that I've stayed up uh, to watch at like two in the morning because since we didn't have screeners beyond this point, I'm like, I'm going to watch this as soon as it drops on Disney Plus. I do not know how y'all do this every single time there's a Marvel thing. Like, oh my God, I cannot wait to like a month and a half from now be able to actually go to bed at a reasonable hour on Wednesday nights. But this was so worth it. This episode is more intimate and like smaller scale, I feel like, than the first four that we had gotten. But that also just might be me having watched those episodes so many times but it's like there's so much of this that is so much fun the character dynamics are so good the the small ways that we are advancing Jen's personal plot are just so good and so effective this still feels like the MCU show that is written the most like a TV show and this felt like an example of it of like you don't need some big gimmicky thing but you can still have a very entertaining episode of television All right Adam what do you think it's a bit perfect word for it, man. It this show's giving us like those really delectable world building crumbs that we don't necessarily need, but it just makes it's something the Mar Marvel can afford to do because it's it's the world's biggest Hollywood franchise. You know the the Taylor stuff, what it's like dating as a superhero, uh, super becoming a superhero isn't a novelty anymore because it, it's, they're springing up everywhere. And, and this shows exploring that. And it's, it's really cool. I love seeing the courtroom stuff, you know, in a courtroom comedy. I, I really like that aspect of it. And we certainly got, uh, got enough right. I was set. It ended right as I was settling in. And that's my biggest <laughs> complaint with the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, now this is cooking. And then the credits started to roll. And I'm like, well, what's with no credit scene. I like, know. What are we doing? What's the point? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Adam. It was just like these the, the runtime of these episodes is kind of short. Damn, I just finished my coffee. I wanted to just really kick back and watch it Monday, Thursday morning prime time. Uh, I like this episode a lot. I don't care what anybody says. I think the show is so much fun. I think the show is an absolute blast to watch. 
Like, I'm having so much fun. I don't know if it's going to land. I don't know if the finale and the story is going to culminate and we're going to look back at this and be like, that was a really well-told, complete story. But so far, five episodes in, I'm having a blast every single time I watch the show. And that's that's where I'm at with it right now. I really love Jen Walters. I really love the way they're setting her up to like have to deal with the confidence issues of uh, can she be confident as Jen, even though the world keeps telling her She-Hulk is better and they only like her for her She-Hulk. It's like, well, God, we love you, Jen. You're so much fun. Like You have such a great smile. We just want to be your friend, too. But apparently nobody else does. What the hell? Except for Nikki, who's, who's awesome. Nikki Ramos, I'd be friends with her. She seems like a good time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I really want to know what the antagonist is, what's going on. We met the Wrecking Crew. We've got hints of like, is the leader involved with this? Are they trying to get her blood? We only have four episodes left. We're more than halfway through the show. We're, uh, I don't know what, 60% through. I just want to know where we're going. That's my biggest thing. But overall, I don't like, I'm just having fun with it. And I hope it lands. There's four episodes left. We got that tease at the end of Daredevil. He's not coming next week, I don't think. So that's going to piss a lot of people off. But who knows? Maybe he does show up. Uh, it's just, it's just good. It's just, it's just fun. That's where I'm at with it. I'm having fun with it. Um, all right. Uh, well, let's just, let's just talk. What, Jenna, will you lead us? Will you yes. do your thing? Yes, I will. I will spread the gospel of the Easter eggs from the episode. <laughs> I will say to your point, like I completely agree. I'm almost worried now that we got the Daredevil tease at the end of this episode. As great as that was, I'm now just like, if he does not show up next week, the fandom, a, a section of the fandom is just going to have a hissy fit and it's going to suck because including Adam, Adam is pointing at himself. Like <laughs> the show is so great on its own that like I don't want the conversation to just be like well is this the week that Matt Murdock is here it's like the Simpsons bit of like when are we going to get to the firework factory it's like we're getting to Matt Murdock you know you're getting Matt Murdock it just might not happen right away um but so in terms of easter eggs and stuff um I am going to be filming a video on the phase zero channel later breaking these down in more detail um we the courtroom scenes in and of themselves and kind of the way that whole storyline is structured mirrors the comics in its own sort of way in the comics um Titania has a nickname uh, that she was kind of given when she was bullied as a kid and it's Skeeter and she like does not like that nickname and she gets called it during the fight in the first Secret Wars and Jen hears that and like starts using it to kind of like taunt her every single time they hang out and that's part of why Titania doesn't like her of like why do you keep calling me Skeeter I don't like that name I'm kind of sensitive to it so it's funny kind of having that on the flip side now of everywhere Jen looks Titania is using the She-Hulk brand kind of like in spite of her um, and then the bringing all of her exes into court there's a very similar scene in the comics where they actually have the leader trying to argue in court that the gamma radiation is what made him evil and not his own like actual actions and his own like mental state and so the way that they illustrate that is they kind of prove that oh Jen has kind of slept with more people as She-Hulk than she has as Jen and they literally have to list a <laughs> entire list of people in the court and it is this really funny sequence because it just keeps going and going and going um and then we meet Luke Jacobson, who is a super obscure character, but in a very cool way. He originated in the Dakota North series of just this like espionage kind of super spy thing. And he is a fashion designer who has ties to her and to Daredevil and Jessica Jones and stuff. I bought Dakota North number one at a convention a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, my God, I accidentally hit the lottery because now that was this guy's first appearance. Um, and then MCU. 
Yeah. I, I love the way that they're going with him. I Griffin Matthews, who plays him, I spoke to him for the flight attendant a couple of years ago and I asked him the like, do you want to be in a superhero thing question? And he gave a super thoughtful, super impassioned answer. And so now to turn around and see him in this is like the coolest thing ever. Um, and then I, I know I'm sure we probably have a list. There's probably a list on Twitter. I haven't made one yet, but the shoes on Pug's wall in the credit sequence. We need to talk about those because there are so many. Um, yeah. Like we have Deadpool, we have the first ones that I noticed when I was watching this at two in the morning and I like leapt off the couch was like, those are the thing. Like that is very clearly the yeah. things. Character style. I love that so much. I, the implications of this little, this little image are just so crazy. Cause it's like, do these characters already exist? All of our heads and all of our theories about like, oh, they're not going to be introduced until after Secret Wars. Now we have all of these shoes to kind of put a wrinkle in that. But yeah, we have Cyclops, we have Cable. I swear there's a pair of Nova shoes somewhere, which I'm like, Brandon, you're probably going to want those. Yeah, right there, Nova Core shoes right above the Iron Man 3s in his hand. Yeah. So like, there's like comic accurate Electro. There's there's so much. There's like Frogman. Yeah. Man, Moon Knight. There's some Moon Knights on the bottom for Jim. Yeah. I need these to be real. I also realized after watching the episode last night that like Jen wearing sneakers as part of her She-Hulk costume now has this extra significance to it because I'm sure Pug probably hooked her up through his sneaker dealer, which I think is just super cool. So these are cool. There's visions. Yep. Vision shoes. These yeah. Are who's who's going to ask? So I don't want to bring this up, but I got it. Who's going to ask Kevin Feige if the post credit <laughs> concept artist is canon yeah yes. <laughs> you know that i will if i talk to if, if yeah. i ever talk to him again he didn't walk the press line at d23 expo because he knew i was going to ask him who <laughs> bought avengers tower so he just saved himself the trouble yeah. but yeah, yeah those shoes are which which pair would you wear oh, which gosh. pair would you have um the one in the middle i i my head canon is those are jack-o-lantern shoes i think they're green to the left division I, it looks like oh. there's like a pumpkin or something on them also, there are Ghost Rider ones, like over by what? Pug's head. There's like a little chain and like fire. Nope. Yeah, there is Ghost yeah. Rider right there. Confirmed. D twenty three didn't give it to us, but she hawks her in there. I know. Being fed over there. I, the Cyclopses are hilarious. The little yeah. the little eye band across the tongue. Those of are the cool. Field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these are these are solid. These are solid. Aaron, Aaron, if you could have one pair. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, I think I think we're going with uh, Black Panther. We're going with the lows. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, those are. Nice. I'm I'm learning that all of you circa 2006 or five would have spent <laughs> a lot of money if given the opportunity on sneakers because like Bathing <laughs> Ape made all of this stuff <laughs> in like 06, 07. I remember logging on on my terrible dial-up modem at my grandparents' house and being like, one day. I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna get it. I used to I used to work at Starbucks in the Freehold Mall in New Jersey, and I used to, the the manager of the champs would come in and I'd, <laughs> listen, manager of the champs used to get some free mocha cap free mocha frappuccinos, double chocolate frappuccinos because they would have like employee fifty percent off day, and your boy got that friends and family employee fifty percent, and the Jordans were thriving on that day. <laughs> okay, this barista was 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 swagged out. Back in the high school days, I still have I still have that white Jordan sweatshirt that I bought back in 2008. How big is it, Brandon? How big? Oh, is it? Listen, man, I had sweatpants. They are I still have those too. They got like a black and white cheetah print stripe down the side with the nice. Jordan logo. Listen, I had to, and I was that kid who had to match. I had the black and white and red Jordan shoes, 
and then the black and white and red sweatpants and the white with the black and red Jordan logo across. Listen, it all had to match. It all had to match, okay? Mrs. Dee Dee Davis is the drip broker. Miss yeah. Davis, if you're out there, please tell me there's pictures of this. I need to see the pictures. <laughs> I'll put it all back on. I'll yeah. put it all back on. Please, <laughs> just wear it on next week's show. Yeah, wear it on next week's show. <laughs> Ooh, the heat. The heat. Sorry, right, I'm actually anything. I'm, I'm going to see if I can pull up a pull up a photo here. Anybody? Uh, right, anybody from oh yeah, talk about? Josh. Josh mm-hmm. dressed like a hype beast too. He got the buffs <laughs> on, like a real, real skeevy, like hype beast kid. And I'm like, he looked like a bad photocopy of Jack Harlow. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Richard's laughing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, he popped up and. That has to be going for everything in this show. I've been really impressed with this and Miss Marvel. Even the small things end up looping back in at the end. So you know that his weird streetwear obsession, this creepy dude and the Wrecking Crew stuff is all going to come back in at some point. Heck, we're not even dealt with Titania yet. You know they got to throw down. They don't like each other. It's Mark now. Yeah. So where, where do we think that, what, like, Jenna might be the person to best answer this question. With four episodes left, where is this show going to go? Because I feel like we don't have like a really clear direction of where it's going. We have like lots of ideas, maybe this, maybe that. But she's got a she's got a super suit now. She's got the gown we know she has to wear. I'm assuming that was referenced in that she was like, I don't need something like this. And he was like, I made it for you anyway. Yeah. Where where can we go here? Well, I mean, just based on the trailers, like based on the mid season trailer and stuff, like we know there's like something involving a wedding where like she and Titania are both there and seemingly throw down. Um, there's like the the abomination support group stuff that's been in the trailers. So like we have we have all of that. And then we obviously have Daredevil to still deal with. But it, what I love about this show is like, even though we know set pieces and we know like individual elements like Aaron said we don't know exactly how they're going to like actually unfold and how they're all going to come together and I think that's what's so fun is like how unpredictable it still is while still being incredibly like comic accurate and true to itself so uh, I, I just hope it's good I just hope there's no <laughs> Ralph Boner moment I don't think there will be I don't know how there could be they haven't set us up for that but listen I've been hurt before Okay. And I, don't want <laughs> I also think like, honestly, at this point, cause I, I think the Ralph Boner moment could have potentially been like, Oh my God, we're going to get leader. Cause we all thought in the first couple episodes that the, the wrecking crew and Todd stuff was building towards leader. Even if we don't get leader in this show, we now already know that we're getting him in another movie. So it's like, you can't really be completely, this isn't a Mephisto situation where you can't be disappointed because you're still going to get him in another story in one way or another. So I just hope I just hope we see Madison again. Yes. Know? Yeah. So we really need but Madison, it is a Mephisto situation. You brought it up. Madison met Mephisto. Yeah. Right. You can't spell Madison without sin. That's what's <laughs> going on in the comment section right now. It was a why, exactly where you think. And uh I don't know, but the leader, I on the contrary of your leader point, mm-hmm. we do know the leader's coming. Yeah. So you know, oh wait, here we go. Here we you found go. It. This doesn't show all of it, it's just the big old hoodie. Uh, uh, right here. Oh there my God! Oh, yeah. oh wow! That's 2010. That's my guy. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, Peter Zubin. Yeah. <laughs> you hold on. Wait. There's. Oh, here. You, here you go. Here you go. Oh, oh my yeah, God! Oh yeah. yeah. Like you know, if only you could like airdrop this to Richard so he could just put it up on the full screen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
I mean, the line, the line is tight too. The line, wow. the line is real tight. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep it right. Growing up in in New Jersey. All right. New Jersey. Well, uh, anyway, that, that's now that now that we've all really bonded over that. Um, <laughs> that's a great place to uh, wrap up the show today. What a great show it was. Y'all saw my little barista boy self. Barista boy. BD just made himself into a new superhero. Yeah, he did. No, don't you know. <laughs> we got fan artists in there. Yeah. Stop oh, it. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> All right, y'all. That is season two, episode 36 of Phase Zero. There's only four episodes of She-Hulk left. We are how many days away from Black Panther Wakanda forever? Not very many. It's what? Less than two months away now. Yeah. We're, we're really in it. We're getting there. We're going to meet Namor real soon. Uh, pretty excited. Pretty. I'm going to try to get us a special guest for next week. Uh, Adam, any parting words for today's show? No, man. Just uh, keep on keeping on. The uh, That's what the uh, legendary Joe Dirt once told me. <laughs> that was Joe, right? I think it was Joe Dirt. Keep on keeping on. Don't do anything silly. Or do silly stuff. I don't care. Do whatever. It's your life. Do whatever the hell you want. Aaron, anything at, to think about today? It's at Summer Lake Hornet on Twitter. And also, if you saw our story about Kiki Palmer being like, come on, agent, for being like rogue, and you don't like that, maybe take some time to think about that. Maybe go watch Nope. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there's an argument to be made. Jenna? Um, follow me on Twitter at HayesJenalyn. Go read some comics and go watch the Phase Zero YouTube channel. I'll have my Easter egg video for this episode. And then today I'm doing She-Hulk interviews. I literally just did one before we logged on for this. I talked to a new Valia who directed today's episode and the next two episodes. And then I'm talking to Jamila and to Josh and Renee. And so it's just going to be fun content there. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please do. Jenna's videos are really, really good. And Jill does a great job editing them. So Please give them the views they deserve and subscribe to the channel. Lots of interviews, lots of content coming to the channel. We'll see you there. Uh, that's uh, I, I say enough during the show. I got nothing. Have a great <laughs> weekend, everybody. I'll see you soon. <laughs>